Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Scout's Eye on Pro Football. I am Chris Landry. It is Thursday, August 20th. And, folks, we are getting deeper and deeper into practices. And uh, so we're really excited that uh, we've got some football to talk about and not just the stuff that we've had to talk about, forced to talk about for weeks on end. So we're really excited. Lots of news, notes, and nuggets. We're going to take you around the league. We're going to look at, uh, basically take a look inside uh, early practices at uh, at training camp and what's going on there. We're going to talk a little bit about the Derek Guy situation. We're going to talk um, uh, the uh, AFC South a little bit today and kind of see where things uh, may shake out there and uh, kind of how the um, the landscape is. A lot of different looks. Of course, you've got the Titans coming back off of a great run last year. Texans with a different look without D-Hop. The Colts a different look with Phillip Rivers. Jacksonville still Jacksonville. We've got the latest there. Are they going to be able to get a trade done for Yannick Ndokwe? Or more importantly, what can they get for him? lot to get to today. So we appreciate you joining us. Want to remind you that we've got all of our NFL roster breakdowns over at LandryFootball.com up. So we've been telling you about it. We've been working on it. They're all up. And we've kind of brought them out each day for each day, each division for eight days in a row. Uh, All the teams are up. So very simple. You go to LandryFootball.com. Uh, you're looking for a particular team, look on the left side. Go down to your team, click on it, and uh, it'll pop up. You'll be able to find it, um, the roster analysis, uh, and basically a preview, but detailed look. And we're going to have a lot of, obviously, uh, film breakdown stuff as we do all the time at the appropriate moments as we consume the tape and certainly um, uh, what we're doing now in terms of practice. It's all virtual, of course, uh, although I did um, uh, get an opportunity to go to a couple of practices. I uh, live in Louisiana, and I was asked to go um, spend a little time at LSU's practice and the Saints practice. So I've done that, but hopefully won't have to do a whole lot of that. Most of the stuff is done in a virtual setting, so I get access to some practice tape as, uh, as I do work for teams. So I can provide some insights, as well as um, talking to coaches as to how guys are doing in meetings and so on and so forth. So we've got a lot of that information for you in our 
um, film room, uh, uh, notebooks, uh, uh, I should say, film room, film room observations um, that we put in our notebooks every day. So check it out. And certainly have the same on the college side. Um, we are so excited to uh, tell you about kind of what we've got going on in the bigger picture at LandryFootball.com, not only with the website, but you know by now, because you're listening to this podcast, you can listen to this podcast on LandryFootball.com. You can click on it, listen to it. It's one way to go to it and find it. You can sign up for this podcast at Landry Football's Conference Call. Um, you not only get this podcast, but a whole plethora of football podcasts that you can sort through and enjoy and pick and choose what you like. We're going to have, uh, we've got multiple shows going on. But also, there's a third way you can consume us. You can go to twitch.tv slash Football, and you can watch these podcasts, many of these podcasts. Uh, <clears throat> you can listen uh, to the shows daily um, that we have on there. We've got Miller and Moulton starting out in the day. We've got, um, you know, conference shows and Soon, maybe even multiple conference shows or multiple shows on each conference. We've got every conference covered. Um, we've got shows on recruiting, the draft, NFL, um, fantasy football, loaded with information and more to come. I'm going to be in, getting involved in a couple more myself uh, that we're working on. So check it all out at twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football. Or make it easy on yourself. Go to LandryFootball.com. Click on Follow Chris on Twitch, and you can find it. So if it's midday, 12 to 2 Eastern time, you can listen to Chuck Oliver. Watch Chuck Oliver. So lots of great things going on at uh, Chris Landry Football Twitch channel. So we appreciate you supporting all of that. We really appreciate um, the folks at 401k generation who have been with us for a while supported us for a while and they do so because they're part of the family they are the experts in financial planning they're unique in that they have a close hometown feel not just one of these big you're a number you don't make enough money type situations this is a lot of money under management but with a hometown feel, but they're licensed in all 50 states. What a staff, what a group. They can help you with all your investment needs to make sure that you're on track with your financial goals. That's what Eddie Rojas and his team at 401k Generation can do for you today. Whether it's a volatile market like it's been, a downtime, an uptime, there's no time, no bad time to evaluate, assess, and improve your financial standing. We're all in that same game. We're all with those same goals. We all have those same aspirations. Well, we always tell folks, doctors always tell you, a little more exercise, eat better. You know, those things are what you want to do, right? Stay healthy. Stay healthy for your family. Stay healthy financially, too. Do both, not one or the other. Do both. Get yourself a financial checkup today. Call Eddie Rojas and his team at 401k Generation at 
998-5879. Again, license in all 50 states. If you've got someone you know that is interested in promoting their podcast or their business, rather, on this podcast, um, give us a shout at contact Chris at LandryFootball.com, and we will get back with you and um, certainly um, make that happen for you. We can increase your brand. We've been able to do that successfully. Uh, got a great friend in Don Black at FlexTech that has saved my rear end with IT help. Just computer technology is so important today. Virus protection is so important. Identity, the identity theft, so important. Um, you've got the ability with virus protection, the best vi- virus protection there is. Proprietary stuff that's backed up, somebody that can take care of it for you. It's one thing to have the protection, but how do you get it taken care of? Okay, great. Get, yeah, buy something online. That's fine. You're dealing with an Internet group. You're dealing with somebody that you don't know. You're spending money, and you don't really know how well they're protecting you. This is someone you can reach out to, email, talk to, can take care of your needs. Check out Don Black at FlexTech today. Flex, Flex Tech today, and you can find out about it at LandryFootball.com. Go to the website midway down on the right side. So, and by the way, got any questions? Richard's got a question that we're going to address here on Scouts Eye on Pro Football. He's got a few good questions. We're going to get into that today. You got a question? Send it to me at contactchris at LandryFootball.com, and we will address it. So, What's going on around the league? Some scattering news and notes. I'm going to take you around and whip around a little bit. Some things, uh, nothing that is the theme of the show, so to speak. So the theme is going to be what's the latest going on. Um, So a little bit rapid fire here. Uh, Over in Houston, they're really excited about what Will Fuller can step up and do. Now, remember... It's a little bit of, hey, they're trying to sell it internally and externally. D-Hop's gone. You're not as good. You gave up the best receiver in football, arguably. And now you got Will Fuller. What is he going to do? They got high hopes for him. I think he's better as a two. Or certainly if he can play like a one, uh, would even play better with D-Hop. But they feel pretty good about where things are at this point with him. Uh, Interesting going on in Titans camp and that a little bit unusual that they let go Cole McDonald. Unusual in that you normally take that deeper into camp. I'm not surprised because I knew that Cole would struggle, and he'll get another shot somewhere. But for that to happen so quickly is a little bit of a surprise. That's a seventh-round pick. And it's all seventh-round pick don't make it. Uh, seventh-round picks that don't even make it really into camp into the second week of camp or, or a surprise. So a little bit surprised there that that took place. Uh, we've got some news out of Washington with regard to their running backs. We talked about Darius Geis, and we're going to get into that a little bit. But it's Bryce Love right now that they believe can be the solid number two. Um, and it is because Derek Geis is gone and they cut ties with him. But behind Adrian Peterson – they think Bryce Love can be really effective. Now, 
on the guy situation. I've been asked a bunch, and I'm going to address this a little bit more detail in another forum. So check it out at LandryFootball.com and the Landry Football Podcast, which I do with another group. You'll be able to get a little bit more detail. But Darius Guy's problems go back to high school. His problems existed at LSU. You know by now, you've probably read the USA Today, USA Today report about uh, multiple women, a couple of women, um, claiming they were raped by Darius Guy's. I'm not here to you know, say for certain or what happened, didn't happen. Don't know. That's for a process that needs to take place to determine it. Um, The question, A, obviously, is the legitimacy of that. Did it happen? Did it not happen? Okay. The other thing would be, when did it happen and when did certain people know about it? So the question now, because who knew about it at LSU? Did anybody know about this? Are they surprised that this has come out the way it's come out, uh, did they know all the details? People are going to have to answer for that. I would think that they did not know in this detail. However, I'm going to take you through a timeline a little bit. When Darius, Darius was at LSU, there were issues going on. Don't know that there was rape issues, but certainly some growing up in his environment was someone that had some issues with, I don't know, some maybe emotional maturity. Um, I don't know quite how to label it. Certainly not treating women with the respect that it should be. Um A lot of this, the incidents, if they did happen, the timeline was when Les Miles was the head coach. Now, so you're going to get a lot of that. Well, it's Les Miles and no one else's issue. Well, let me just say this. Les Miles had a track record of players who had disciplinary issues that were swept under the rug, looked the other way, there were quite a few of that, few of those stuff going on. Now, I'm going to get into a little bit more about how do you deal with players and problems in another forum. But those things happen. Now, the, the issue is, what did Ed Orgeron, now the head coach at LSU, no. When Darius came out of um, in the draft, remember, in the NFL, we have access to a whole lot of information that the media and people on the street that quote-unquote, they got sources and all that stuff. Uh, we've got retired FBI uh, agents that can find out information that, you know, it doesn't have to be lead to an arrest. It doesn't have to lead to anything that's on the record to know about it. It is things that um, you can find out that would, it, it, again, does it guarantee that it happened? 
you're aware of issues and then you have to investigate it and you get further investigation to determine it. So I can tell you that when Darius came out of LSU, whether Ed and certain members of the staff knew and who, who did or didn't know, I can tell you that Ed, along with other members of that staff, were asked about it because I was a part of it because this had come up under the FBI agent um, investigation that these this information was, quote-unquote, out there. It was rumored. It was something that needed to be looked at and asked about. So when we – it was approached to Ed by NFL personnel, hey, what about this? This is what we're hearing. Can't speak to whether that was the first time Ed heard about it or not. But one thing I do know is after those conversations he knew about it because he was made aware of it. So, now, does that mean that at this stage, um, you know, he when it was taking place, what did they know? When did they know it? Uh, you're already out the door. I don't know. Now, I do know that Ed and the staff was very much aware of Geis' circumstances, or at least kind of a little bit of a troubled issue, because Ed kind of took him under his wing, even let Geis stay at his home for some time um, and kind of mentored him. So he he took above and beyond steps to try to help the young man. So he was aware there were some issues. Was he aware of this? I, I tend to think not. I would hope not, and I would pretty much be shocked if he did know it because that's a complete different allegation. Um, so what does this all mean? Well, it means two things that we need to find out what really happened, um, what's the truth, and then obviously how was it handled internally and what's the timeline, and how much of that's going to come out publicly, don't know. But that people are quote-unquote blindsided is ridiculous. Now, I will say this, that, and, you know, you've got a lot of amateurish media folks that really don't know, and there was, um, you know, particular media folks that really uh, backed up Darius Geis when he dropped in the draft. And, oh, by the way, that's why Darius Geis dropped in the draft. And he dropped to the second round, which tells you two things. People were aware of the issue in the NFL, but not everybody was overly concerned. Now, there are some people that took him off their board. Some people were going to mitigate the risk even later than the second round. The Redskins thought second round was enough, and they were comfortable that they were aware of the situation. They just – their investigation said, well, maybe it's not that true. So I know that talking to the Redskins, they told me that the LSU folks told them that Darius is a great kid that never gave him any trouble. Um, so they said, second round, we're, we're willing to take that risk. Well, it didn't work out for them. New regime, Ron Rivera's in there. Redskins have had a lot of problems, of course. So this has come out 
you know, it's after the fact and you <clears throat> you find out about it now and you move on from them. But, you know, so it, it had an effect on his draft status. And there's a lot of criticism by local media about how good Darius Geis was and, oh, the NFL doesn't know. I mean, are you kidding me? But, you know, you had one particular media guy in, in particular that was quoting some just amateur, you know, self-proclaimed expert on the draft about, you know, this guy's care. And, you know, again, if you're going to be amateurish, then you don't do your homework as a reporter, you miss out. These issues were there. It, it just, in a college environment, and LSU is certainly a big one, there's a lot of information that media types can't get. Uh, I'm not an investigative reporter. I'm not out scouring what these guys are doing. That's not my thing. What I can tell you is that this is uncovered through the information I get from the investigative process that people have a lot more um, access to information on an FBI level that can find out this information. So uh, it's interesting. Also in Washington, talking with Scott Turner, the offensive coordinator, a lot more reverses, a <clears throat> lot more motions. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Some other news and notes. Jacksonville in talks with trying to trade Yannick Ndakwe, nothing yet. We'll see. Cardinals really like Chase Edmonds. Think he's coming along very well. Uh, it's, I think, looking more and more, because I've been asked a bunch, Ryan Fitzpatrick is likely going to start at Miami. I think Tua soon, but not right away. For those of you wondering what's going on in Kansas City with McCole Hardiman, is he going to be the primary kick returner, punt returner? Yes, he will. Thought maybe that they were going to try to reduce some of those roles. Not. Buffalo, Josh Allen off to a slow start, say the coaches. Zach Moss has been very impressive. Rookie running back's doing a good job. By the way, Van Jefferson has been an early star in Rams camp. Been outstanding. And Falcons coaches really like Anito Smith a lot. Over in Minnesota's camp. Irv Smith, working him outside a little bit more, flexing him out a lot more. Um, keep an eye out on that. Um, they're trying to involve him more in the passing game. Devin Asase, the, the rookie tight end out of UCLA, doing well in Patriots camp. Continuing the tight end theme. Nobody. And the Ravens' defense has been able to defend Mark Andrews. He's been superb early on. Um, Dawson Knox doing a good job, speaking of Buffalo, as a blocker in their camp. Who's going to step up in the need receiver position in San Francisco? Got a lot of issues there. I will say this, Dante Pettis. He's doing a pretty good job. It's been impressive. So I'm curious to see what goes on, though, overall there. DeAndre Swift, early good start in Detroit. Just some news, notes, and nuggets 
that um, I bring to you from around the league, the ladies. Uh, also want to mention, there is some discussion. It's discussion. It's early. They're going to look closely at the potential of having a playoff bubble in the NFL. We'll see how this goes. We'll see how the season goes. We'll see if things get better, get worse in the fall with uh, respect to COVID, and they may go to a bubble um, to kind of protect the integrity of who's available in the playoffs. The worst thing in the world that can happen. I mean, it's it's a problem in the regular season, right? But what a disaster it would be for the league is if somebody comes in and tests positive in the AFC Championship game. I brought that up a bunch. It makes some sense in maybe getting a few teams in a bubble Makes a little bit more sense. <clears throat> we'll see how that plays out. Um, the AFC South. Going to be a very interesting division. I think we can talk and say that Jacksonville is certainly a team that looks to clearly be the fourth team. <coughs> Pardon me. It looks like they're obviously moving on and building for the future. It's a weird scenario because you've got a head coach and a general manager that's on their last legs, and yet they're building for the future. So what are they really doing? Now, if if you're going to be fair and honest about it, it has all the signs of sticking with the current head coach and GM because you cannot hold them responsible if you're going to force some of these moves in the rebuild. We'll see how this plays out. Um, still got some playmakers at receiver. Is quarterback going to be consistent enough? Tight ends have been disappointing. So they signed Tyler Eifert, who's familiar with the offense, playing under Jay Gruden, who's now running the offense. Lost Jalen Ramsey. Traded Calais Campbell. Looks more and more like Yannick and Dockway. He's not going to be with them. He doesn't want to be there. Um, Tavian Bryant, Kalewan Shason, Miles Jack, got some good players. They're not without talent, but they clearly are fourth in this division in terms of talent. I don't know where you go with ranking the teams in this division, but I do think they look fourth. And we'll see in this unusual year if that holds up. Where does it put the rest of the teams? I don't know. No particular order, but let's look at the Houston Texans. Bill O'Brien's taken over as GM. Decisions seem to be very questionable. Trading two years of top picks for Laramie Tunsil. DeAndre Hopkins sent away. Getting David Johnson. They've got Kenny Stills and Will Fuller. We talked about him. Signed Randall Cobb as a slot. Traded for Brandon Cooks. Got a tw- quality tight end unit in Atkins and Fells. Up front, they drafted two reliable starters and Sharpening and Titus Howard last year. But they need to continue to develop and bolster their depth. T.J. Reeder left in free agency. J.J. Watt made a really good recovery for the playoffs. Played well. But they needed a contingency plan. They drafted Ross Blaylock in the second round. 
Whitney Merciless has put together an outstanding career. Zach Cunningham has played some really good ball. Bernard McKinney is still the leader of that defense. Um, Justin Reed is a rising star. Their best corner is Bradley Roe, but it's a good team. And, of course, last but certainly not least, Deshaun Watson. Certainly give them a chance to be in this race with Deshaun Watson. Like them better if they had D-Hop with him. But still a pretty good team. And we'll see how this develops and plays out. So where does this put Indianapolis and Tennessee? Who's the favorite? Is there a favorite? Who do you like better? Is it Tennessee and coming off of last year? I thought Vrabel really made a good move last year. That was best for the team and started Tannehill. He pounded opponents with Derrick Henry. Tannehill was efficient. The wide receiver unit stepped up. A.J. Brown led the team. Slot receiver Adam Humphreys moved the change. Unfortunately, Corey Davis was inconsistent. John O. Smith is an emerging playmaker. Allowed the team to release uh, Delaney Walker. The top ten offensive line unit. Taylor DeWan's good and let Jack Conklin depart in free agency. They believe in Dennis Kelly, who was their number three tackle. And then they've got Isaiah Wilson to battle for a starting spot. The offense, the defensive line played well. Jarrell Casey went to Denver. They think a lot of Jeffrey Simmons as do I, as a disruptive presence. I thought the inside backers played well. Evans and Jalen Brown, the cornerbacks were suspect all last season. Inconsistent in terms of Adoree Jackson. Kevin Barnard's one of the best safeties in the league. Kenny Vicarl saying, you know, this is looks like a playoff team. And I think if you were to vote, not that it means anything, a favorite it would be Tennessee based upon what they've done. We'll see if Christian Fulton can help. Darrington Evans can help. Uh, we said earlier Cole McDonald's already released. But it it's going to be a good team. Maybe the most intriguing team in the division is the Colts. Why? You bring in Phillip Rivers. Jacoby Brissett limited them what they can do. And they didn't have enough weapons to elevate the offense. So they signed Phillip Rivers. Had a relationship with Frank Wright. Marlon Mack led this group the top ten rushing attack. They should improve with the addition of Jonathan Taylor. You got T.Y. Hilton, who was hurt last year. They drafted him back with Michael Pittman, with Zach Paschal. They've got some electric playmakers. Paris Campbell's involved in a lot of um, jet sweep, fly action, reverse action. Uh, they've got a top three offensive line unit, which was a weak point for so many years, is now a strength, led by Quentin Nelson and Anthony Costanzo. Defensively, they relied on a philosophy of being fast, but they were undersized. They had to get stouter and more physical up front, which can be accomplished 
by the signing of somebody like DeForest Buckner. Made him the second-highest-paid defensive tackle in the NFL. Veteran edge Justin Houston led the team with 11 sacks, but they need to get younger players to step up. Underrated linebacker unit. Anthony Walker is very underrated. Darius Leonard, very underrated. They signed Xavier Rhodes, a corner. See what he can do. Rocky Sinden, they think, can step up and be really good for him. Kenny Moore, um, maybe the best young player in that secondary. They've got a young safety duel with the rangy ball hawk Malik Hooker and box safety Kari Willis. What can Frank Reich, as well coached as, uh, as, he, as he does, as good a coach as he does and as well coached as his teams are, what can he do with Phillip Rivers? Can you play well around Phillip Rivers? You do that and allow him to not have to be a gunslinger. This team could really make a run. And I'm curious to see who truly is the best team in this division. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, let's end it up with Richard's questions. He said, in two games last year, the Bucks versus the Saints, the Saints held Mike Evans for a combined 11 targets for 69 yards, as well as holding down Godwin for a combined 15 targets for 172 yards, even though Godwin was better in the first games. That um, he was good in the second game. What did the Saints do defensively to hold the box? Two type receivers. Well, they played bracket coverage, and it's not just well you play bracket. It is just call up a bracket coverage. It's going to immediately work. It's how well they executed bracket coverage. So, what did they do in a nutshell? They played very good bracket coverage effectively, and they really did a good job rushing the passer. And the thing that Dennis Allen did well is they, they were able to confuse Jameis Winston pretty easily. So they really baited him into some different looks. So what they did was when they would play off of a guy, they would disguise it a little bit pre-snap. So what they would do is kind of force him to hold the ball a little bit longer. So they always rolled coverage to Mike Evans' way or bracketed him, guy inside, guy outside. And then sometimes they would show pre-snap, God went open, but they would fall off into his area. And by the time Jameis figured that out post-snap, the pressure got to him, pass rush got to him. So that was the summation of what they did. A lot more details, but that's that's – the, the crux of it. Richard also said the Bills drafted Jake Fromm this past draft, which they then made Brandon which then made Brandon Bean came out saying that Fromm wasn't in their plans as far as drafting him. Can you explain why draft a player if he's not in your plans going forward? Well, first of all, they drafted him because they liked him. And they thought maybe he could be a good backup quarterback in the league, a developmental guy. So that's why they drafted him. Whether they're right or not is immaterial, but they did. The reason why they got rid of him was due to his past social media comment that came out. Let's not kid ourselves. So when they came out and said he was not part of our future going forward, it's just some generic statement. So they didn't draft him with the idea. Yeah, I don't. This guy's not part of our future. We're going to draft him anyway. That's not what happened. 
That's what they said. It's just not what happened. They drafted him because they saw something in him that could potentially be a backup. And then when they had some of the social media backlash from his social media comments, then they decided to move on from him. They didn't even have – there was no evaluation of him other than his college film, which they had derived through that, that they wanted to draft him at some point and did. So that's the, the story behind that. He, Richard asked, what was your scouting evaluations of Leroy Butler out of Florida State? Leroy was um, was a physical player, really good on-the-ball player, very good on-the-ball defender. Dana Stubblefield out of Kansas. Dana had a really good uh, use of hands, very heavy-handed, very quick-handed, and could replace his hands very well. Made him a really good pass rusher. So his first step was really good, but it was aided by a really quick hand usage. Brian Blades and Benny Blades. Um, Benny Blades was the better player of the two. Benny, of course, was a really good physical safety that was built like a linebacker. In the days where your safeties would really be run-force guys, would not be as good of a fit today. Well, he would play linebacker today, and that's what he that's what he is in today's game if he were playing today. Brian was a good receiver, not not nearly uh, as good of a prospect or as good of a player. Played though a while in the league, so let's not discredit anything that he's done. Um, but good. Hey, good questions again. If you've got a question, send it to us at contact Chris at LandryFootball dot com. Hey, um, thank the folks at four hundred one k Generation. Uh, give them a call. Give them a text for all your financial needs. 1-866-998-5879. Licensed in all 50 states. Sign up for Landry Football's conference call. Check out all the shows on Twitch TV. Twitch.tv slash ChrisLandryFootball. LandryFootball.com. The scouting season offer. Just mere days away from going away. Take advantage of it now before it goes back to the regular price. You have been warned. You're going to regret it. You get it now, you get the season, you get recruiting, you get the draft, you get it all. So take advantage of it today. Um, also, thank uh, Don Black of FlexTech coming on board with us as a sponsor. Great job with their virus protection. Great job with being hands-on to help you through those difficult times, to give you peace of mind that you're going to be safe, to give you peace of mind that there's someone you can talk to. Email if you got any questions or problems. Go to LandryFootball.com today. Check out FlexTech Midway um, on the front page, and you can find out more about how to reach them. Uh, appreciate you joining us. Again, check us uh, out for Scout's Eye on College Football and talk to you again on Tuesday for another edition of Scout's Eye on Pro Football. I'm Chris Landry. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.